I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Getting my dad to say, I love you. To say what? Say love it. Welcome back to Getting My Dad to Say I Love You, the podcast where I chat to people in the industries of comedy, writing, acting, creativity, just awesome people, find out about their parents and try and get them to help me get my dad to say I love you to me. Dad, we've got Ed Gamble this week. You know Ed Gamble? I've heard of him. He's a very funny guy, nice guy, sort of started the same time as me. He went to a school not far from my school. Uh, Very funny guy. He's also got a, a dad who I've seen him do stand-up comedy about as well. Oh, dear. Oh Our dear. dad's a good target for stand-up comedy. Well, I suppose they are because you've got Jack Whitehall. He's, he, he used his or his dad used him or he used his dad, made sort of millions out of dad and son comedy. Yeah, we're trying to do the same here, Dad. All right. Go 50-50 so on that when, million. When's the, when's the first paycheck? Fucking who knows, Dad? Who knows? All right, I'll see you in an hour, Dad. Yeah, yeah look forward to it. So, Ed, have both your parents said the sentence, I love you, to you in your life? Yes. I mean, def- definitely my mum, Tick. Um, I assume my dad has, but I couldn't put my finger on I when. assumed. I thought it as well, but then I realised he'd never done it. So I said to him on a Zoom, can you say I love you to me? And he could not do, he couldn't, he didn't like it at all. And I just wondered, because all I know, I've written on this, right? I've got a few kind of standard questions, but all I've written for you is big posh dad, because I think you also have a big posh dad like I have. Well, interesting. So big, that's a very interesting thing to say, because a lot of people, I got married last week, uh, and uh, a lot of people were very much looking forward to meeting my dad because he's a big part of my material. And he he was a lot shorter than a lot of people were expecting. Because I think I obviously dial him up in the material. And part yes. of the dialing him up is I really, I puff up, like you say, uh, and do a big posh voice, which isn't necessarily what he fully sounds like. And also he's five foot seven. So he's way, way shorter than people realise. He is. Were people a bit like, oh, <laughs> like, little bit, bit disappointed, Mister Gamble? Thought he'd be yeah. at least hit. And then the they had a conversation barrier. with him and realised that he's ever, he's everything I promised him more. Um, there we and go. Posh. I wouldn't say like super posh. I mean, he likes posh things. He's done. Is very... everything about your dad on stage? You say true or is it no? Just... It is. It is true. I mean, I, but I think I'm posher than my dad. Like my dad. Oh, interesting. My dad wasn't like born into money or anything. He just he worked really hard, and then now he likes posh things. Um, okay, but the sort of like the way I bark my 
lines out and the way I sort of, you know, he's, he is quite a lot like this, but it's not like super, super posh. Interesting. So he's, but he's, you don't think he said, like, if you, if you text no, I th- him right I now. Think he, I think if, he has. Okay, I think right, he has, right. but it's always, he would never go, it, it would never be in a moment where it was needed. It would never be like, I love, I love you. It would never be like in a supportive way or in a, it would right. be hugging him to say goodbye and go, yeah, love you. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 I think a kind of common, yeah, awkward man of a certain generation thing. If you text him right now and said, "I, I don't, I'm not going to make you do it yeah. <laughs> unless you want to," but if you text him when "I love you," what do you think his reaction would be? I think it would be the same reaction that I would have if someone texted me out of the blue and said, "I love you," which would be, "What's the matter? What? Where are you? Who's got you? <laughs> who's 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 stolen your phone for a prank?" Yeah. Yeah. Are you on are you on a plane that's about to that's about to go down? Like I would never text anyone I love you out of the blue, really. No, that's fair. That's fair. I I agree on that. That's fair. It's just it's some people that I just think my (laughs) my dad would be just so terrified. The he didn't even like the idea. He couldn't. He doesn't like talking about anything to do with any form of emotion or Mm -hmm. any like it makes him. He uh, I discovered that he when him and my mum first started going out was um, seeing another, he had another girlfriend at right. first in Coventry. And uh, my mum started going out with him and said, well, you have to dump the woman in Coventry. And he went, okay. And he just never dumped her because he couldn't deal with the awkwardness. And I only discovered this like five years ago. And I so is he like, still going out with a woman in Coventry? I think he's still going out with a woman in Coventry. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just much easier than breaking yeah. up with someone. So then I said to him, oh, that's funny that you did. And he's just, I don't want to talk I just didn't want to talk about it like that it's too too awkward but I don't yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm not saying your dad's having an affair with someone in Coventry but no. can you talk to your dad about sounds like what, so your mum she's not is she posh is she a posh lady no no I wouldn't say so they're all like sort of just resolutely mid- middle class I think mm-hmm. um, suburban middle class yeah I think mm-hmm. so not not what I would describe as posh or not what people would imagine as posh um, yeah that's fair yeah, like uh, like mid like slap bang middle class, and I think I would consider myself like upper middle class if we're really sort of like picking out the stratas. Um, yeah, so I'm posher than them, I'd say. That's quite funny. What and what did they um what did they do or do as you uh, for for jobs? So my mum worked for the NHS for thirty years. She was a nurse and then a health visitor. Yeah, got to applaud. Get a pan out, bang that around on a Thursday. Yeah, rather than um, give them more money, just a round of applause. Yeah, yeah, a round of applause does it nicely. Um, and she's retired now. And my dad was a solicitor working in corporate law, uh, for. I mean, decades, and has now retired in inverted commas, uh, and probably travels more than he did when he was solicitor, like working on the boards of various places. Right, even you know, during just COVID, chilling out. Just like, oh yeah, he's all over the place. Secret traveling, yeah. lockdown parties, that sort of thing. The guy's crazy. <laughs> so when you just, so when you got into stand up, obviously, are they um, are they sever- were they always and have been very supportive? I think, yeah, I mean, yes, in the sense that at no point did they sit me down and go, you need to stop doing this or this is a terrible idea. They I, they were supportive in, I think, the right way. I think there's a right way to support kids in that scenario. And I think it's to basically just go, oh, that's nice. Yeah, and then just, that's about right. And then just sort of go along with it rather than, I think you can be too supportive. I know, I know exactly what you mean. If you turn up, if you're a parent turning up to lots of yeah. gigs, that's... That's Turning up to in gigs. the same way, if you have an, another half girlfriend, yeah. boyfriend, whatever, 
And I f- it's nice when they come to a gig. If I see someone and they bring their other half to like every gig, I'm like, yeah. that person needs yeah. to not still find this that interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I, I don't know what at what point my wife stops being interested in gigs and stuff, but it's like it was pretty quick. And I really do appreciate that because you want to... Oh. Well, yeah. you want downtime for both of you to not be to do with work. And the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, people, some comics have partners coming with them to every single gig. And firstly, you feel sorry for the partner because you're like, what, you're spending another night just sat there watching the same act or awkwardly having to sit in dressing rooms with comedians who completely ignore you. Um, oh, and what, so do, you talk, what do you good, talk about that's later the good on? Sign of, that's the good sign of the good egg comedians from when they speak to your other half. Yeah. And ask them what they do for a living and stuff. And I'd actually give a shit about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They're like, what, you don't just uh, do gigs for £80 <laughs> above pubs? All right, well, <laughs> what's that? You you save lives for a living? Oh, mate, well, come and talk to me when you're making yeah. 50 yeah. quid at Laughing Horse. <laughs> Where's your type five? Um, yeah, I I think you can be too supportive uh, as a parent. That's that's how I feel anyway. I think you basically, your job is to sort of stand back and let, let kids make their mistakes and then be there when things go wrong. And that's very much how my parents were. I'd imagine my, that's how my mum was certainly, but I was living with her um, when I started doing stand up. And then my dad was probably a bit more hands off, but was probably more worried about my prospects. And I mean, get this. I I feel confident in saying that comedy is going fairly well. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. my career and stuff. Um, And podcasting. And podcasting. And even now, my dad will occasionally say to me, so where's all this going? Was, is there, is, are you going to get into management? That's what he... He can't wrap his head around that it's not... Um, that the career doesn't keep going until you end up managing comedians somehow. <laughs> he feels like that's the end. The, the end game I'd is you've got, to, you've got to control other comedians. I'd love that. You sit with your agents or managers and they go, well, what's your five-year plan? Well, to have your fucking job in a few years, mate. I want to be sat at the big boys table with you guys. I want to, I want to be swap. I want you to be doing a type five and me to be telling you to sort out. Where's your Edinburgh show? It's just the idea that's that a, it's, that's it's a, a company, that it's a company and that you start off as a comedian and you build your way up and then you become a manager. The idea that you could become someone's agent and then be demoted to be a comedian again. <laughs> I'd love, I'd fucking love that if there was yeah. a week where all agents had to just stand up and we had to be their agents. And then you'd both maybe see why, like, I, you know, we all like to sort of, even even if you have the best agent or manager in the world, just na- naturally as human beings are always blaming everything on someone else. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, how did they fuck that up? And then if you just sat at an office trying to call people and get yeah. spots for your clients. Oh, I'd fall apart immediately. You've touched on an interesting thing there, which I think is, is a quite a common thread for all of us. Your dad's, like supportive but worried like i i feel there's a bit of us that does all of this to to kind of impress our parents but which is funny because when they don't fully when they're not fully impressed yeah <laughs> i think that makes i remember my weirdly my dad was is very supportive because he used to be a solicitor as well yeah but he told me every day of my life whatever you do don't you dare become a fucking solicitor literally that's all he said to me every day <laughs> he literally said that every day and imagine if i just done it to do yeah. the weirdest way of backlashing against my dad but my mum she's like working class uh irish catholic upbringing so she's it's about work and money and trying to re- kind of build yourself up whereas my dad had a job he hated so just sort of follow your passion but um 
she immediately was like, what, what, what do you do? Like I was at university. Yeah, we were both doing gigs at university together yeah. in the Northeast. And then I remember once, as soon as I told her I got £150 for a gig, she was like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, like that. So I just wonder if there's, um, your mum, you said is a bit, so I didn't, your mum and dad, and you don't have to talk about stuff, you know, they, you, they divorced? Yeah, they're not, they're not together. So my, uh, so I grew up with my mum uh, and my dad uh, lives with my stepmom and my half brother and half sister. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think my mum was the one who had to deal with all of the like me deciding to be a comedian and stuff. And, but right. she was, she was very cool about it. Also, I think she just knew that there was no point protesting or saying it's not a good idea because it does start off as a hobby anyway. Mm-hmm. And there was, I don't know about you, but there was never a moment where I was like, I am going to be a professional comedian. I just started doing gigs because I enjoyed it. And then you start getting mm-hmm. paid for it. And it gets to the point where you don't have to do other work. Like that's, that's, yes. there's no like huge, like revelation. Yes, that's, that's fair. And so, but with that, then do you think, um, it, like she's always been supportive when your dad, when your dad, when you start, like when you started doing it, it was going well, was there a bit where your dad's like, are you not going to get a proper, you just do this. Like, especially because you went yeah. to, a, you know, you went to a good university and I, what did you, I don't, what did you study? Well, I studied philosophy, so there wasn't a huge amount of hope for me getting a proper <laughs> job anyway. <They're> like, <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't huge, huge hopes for a, a yeah. corporate job after that. Well, I, I, and I remember the day I did my last exam at university and I called my dad and went, I've done it. I've done my, my final exam, like university's over. Uh, and and then he went, well, there we go, on with life now. Um, so there was no, yeah. like, there's no messing around. What is, it, it, was, with, what is yeah. it with dad saying that? Do you know what my dad's catchphrase is? Genuinely, this Please. is a self-appointed catchphrase. And my he says so this many out, out loud to himself going around the house while he's doing things and says it to his children all the time. Life is a job. <laughs> How did you become a comedian with that in your life? Life just to himself, walking to around, himself. So. Yeah, he'll be like he'll like do, be doing the recycling or something, or like doing the washing up, and he'll be going. Life is a job. I fucking know this map. This is my my dad. Every day, we'll got to keep the show on the road. Got to keep the show on the road, and I'm like, what show? <laughs> I'm like, you're literally just going for a piss. Got to keep the show. But I do think it's and so here's the thing because comedy to some is like this floaty. But I do think and and the people I've, I'm lucky enough to have as guests on this first series are uh, are, are all doing very well, and I do think. Um, some people think hey, he's got a stage. Talk for twenty minutes, get fucking loads of money. Or, uh, but you, 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 to be successful, like in any field, I feel like you have to and uh, work, just work your ass off, mm-hmm. right? And um, and it's it's weird because sometimes it's damning with faint praise. Oh, he just works hard, but obviously combined with talent. But I do think that thing, if you've had that going through your head the whole time, you probably do. You not think you had some subconsciously had like, I love comedy. I'm gonna. Do, you said you didn't like go. I'm gonna become a stand-up comedian, but you yeah. were liking it, doing it. And there must be a point where you were like, life is a job. That's in my head. If I'm gonna do this, because there's people I've seen and you must see who are so talented at this. Yeah, and people who are way funnier than way funnier than me. I'm sure way funnier than you. No offense, but like who are not, who are still not doing it because, because. Yeah. They well, didn't. there's no, there's, it does have to be combined with some work ethic, doesn't it? But I think what's good about it when you really enjoy doing something is it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like you're employing any work ethic. Like, yes, 
yeah, and and also it is way harder when you start out for the first few years. It's yeah. it's the completely back to front job because jobs should be they get harder the more pressure there is and the more responsibility there is and you know when you're getting paid properly but comedy is really hard when you start out and you've got to do the worst rooms to like three people where the light's not pointed at you and the microphone doesn't work properly and that's where you learn how to do it and then suddenly when things start going better it's way it's way easier especially when people are like excited to see you it's a piece of piss Yeah, yeah, you can say any old shit. Yeah, like, and people, are, you're like, you're, there is your like early bit of your comedy brain. And why are these fucking idiots? Like, I haven't even, I've, I haven't even done anything yet. I haven't had to work the room. That's interesting. Yeah, it's funny because Hannah actually, um, just for fun, you know, she mainly acts and we write together. But she did a an open mic near us. Out oh, here. cool. And I went to watch, and I was like, and she was, she did like, I was like, I wouldn't fucking do that. That's like, it was just, I was no way I would do, I would die on my ass. So just like. <laughs> 15 comedians on their phone and in a coffee shop yeah. where there was no fee. They hadn't told them about And I'm like, that's, that's, that's impossible. I couldn't yeah. do that. Whereas you're right. And when you do like, you know, a few hundred seats and they love you, it's, it's different. But yeah, so you, but you had that work ethic then because your dad's like, did he, did he like his job or was he just, he was just like, I, I'm doing a job to raise my no, kids. And I think he must've enjoyed it. I think I think he must have enjoyed it because it's the same sort of thing. Like he just kept doing it until he got, you know, quite successful at it. So I think, I think he must have enjoyed. It. He would never really say that he enjoyed it. And he was so. My half sister is now a qualified lawyer, and I don't think he was over over excited about the prospect of her going into law because they. I mean that that's worse. I mean you have to work so hard <laughs> to train to be a lawyer. Like it's crazy. It's crazy hours. They treat you like shit. And and then, then it's basically you, you are signing up to a life of working all hours God sends to make loads of money, but then n- not spend any of it. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that is one of, that's like, I just, just, I just, that as a job, I can't. Yeah. People do it. It's like, yeah, it's money, but it's pays so well because it's so yeah. hard. Yeah, and comedy, I mean, what I do, yeah, I do like about comedy is there is a lot of downtime if you want there to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. But 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 you but like I feel like you know because you you you're doing you doing several podcasts and it's like people do think I know you say there's a lot of downtime, but people think that we just like fuck about for eight hours a day and then mm-hmm. and then turn up. But you must be there must be that bit of your dad in your brain or something that keeps you throughout the day writing and doing all. The, you're always I don't know from I'm from this a stuff, farm, I yeah. see there's always stuff going on like there's, but I, I've never been someone who can go, right, well, I'm going to write, I'm going to write all day and then I'm going to go to the right. gig in the evening. There's absolutely no, I need, my brain needs to do loads do of stuff. different things. Even if that's like, do loads of, do some housework, like yeah, yeah. plan no, a meal, on that. just do loads of bits and then go and do the gig. And on the way to the gig, think about what I'm going to say. How um, do you do with them? Um, Cause that really, I really relate to that. I can't, if I don't have like a, a list of things to tick mm-hmm. off, it's like kind of a type A thing. I, I go insane. Like, how do you do if you have like, let's say you don't have a gig for, if you didn't have a gig or a podcast for four days, how would you, would you just enjoy that? Or are you just like, uh... I would enjoy it, but I'd have to do stuff. Even if it's like really boring, like even if it's like going to the gym, going to the shops, cooking a meal, doing some housework. And even then, if I have a list of stuff like that, I will stress myself out about getting that list done. Even though there's, oh, yeah. there's no real reason to, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't go to the gym I'm like well but the the opposite of that is if I go to the gym in the morning quite often I'm like well I've achieved that for today I'll just go and sit and stare at a wall for the rest of it yeah, yeah. I've earned it 
earn yeah. it. May earn that day off after yeah. the morning's work. Yeah, I, I agree. Ticking a tiny, ticking the most, just ticking a thing off a list mm. will keep me going. Like, and so here's the thing. Then, if you when you've um, uh, you know, you've done these things, and you've been telling your dads when you're going to get into management. Do you, when you achieve something that you're proud of, do you tell them straight away? No, because quite often the things that I'm proud of aren't necessarily things that they would have any concept of <laughs> being yeah. good. So, <laughs> like, with like, I do a couple of podcasts. Um, I tell my mum about the podcasts. Like, but I'll, do they I'll, listen? No. Yeah. No. So my mum can't work out how to get a podcast, even though I've Great. told her a lot. Yeah, of course. Um, but she she's like, I will. I will listen. I was like, well, you're quite far behind now, mum. Um, <laughs> but I will try and catch her up. I think she probably will end up listening to one. But she, to be fair to her, she doesn't listen to any podcast. She's just not plugged into that world. She doesn't know what a podcast is. She, so which is fine. Just... Which is fine. Um, so I, I tell her when we have a guest on that I know she likes or she'll be impressed with. Um, my dad, I don't think listens. Who, 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 I want to know, because this is, I was chatting with uh, Ronnie Cheng about this. We were talking about mum famous is like the ultimate level of famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who's your mum impressed by? Uh, Joe Brand. Um, Ainsley Harriet, uh, <laughs> Jamie Oliver. Wait, that's These are true, though. We've that had is... on. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are like mum famous people. I think. Yeah, that's uh, Ainsley Harriet is mum famous. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, What's so Ainsley Harriet up to now? Sorry, weird tangent. Is he? Well, is he on the telly? He the did our podcast uh, a few weeks ago. Um, he has got a book coming out. I think he might have a new TV show coming out. But oh, I mean, He's that guy is just as far as I know, walking around being Ainsley Harriet. He's just walking around getting lauded by mums, just walks down high streets making their day. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, so she Harry was impressed by that. Um, my my dad is aware of the podcast. Uh, I think he's interested <laughs> in the business side of the <laughs> yeah. podcast. How much does it how much does it pay is probably yeah, how much questions. money does it make? Um, uh, how do you make the money? How does that work? Yeah. Which yeah. he must have asked me. He's asked me that so many times. I always tell him the same thing. Um in fact, at my wedding, he so I do a radio show as well on Radio X uh, with Matthew Crosby, and Matthew Crosby was at my wedding, and I found out recently that my dad cornered him at the wedding quite late on. Yes. Went, you're Matthew, aren't you? You do a radio show with my son, and proceeded to tell him why we've got to stop doing radio. Radio's not the future. <laughs> 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 that people are really doing well from podcasts these days. Amazing, but the thing is, he's learned that from me. So you can't tell me, you can't tell me to get out of radio. Uh, did Crosby tell him that the good thing about radio is that some of that they actually you can turn yeah. the show into? Oh a yeah, podcast. Is a podcast. I'm sure he tried. I'm sure he tried. And your dad was like, "Yeah, no, I still no. think I love it so much when a dad has a thing in their head that no matter how much you." I've just learned to just go yeah and just do the thing. Like yeah. there was a he was talk, he knows a man because he sells old books and a man who lives, who works at a college out here uh, and he buys stuff with and sells them. He goes, you've got to meet this guy. He works at this college. I think he could get you a college gig. And I was like, well, I have like a college agent and you have to go to these kind of conferences in America to goes, yeah, I, I think you should meet, meet this guy. And I'm like, all right. And then I just go for lunch with this guy. And the guy goes, yeah, your dad keeps talking about getting you. I can't get you a gig. And I'm like, I know you can't. I know, but I just come here to, just to say I had the lunch of you because he won't shut up. <laughs> oh, that's weird da dad arrogance. That yeah. feels like a phrase, darrogance, where he, <laughs> he just is so, because of he's, 
he's a certain age and he's made a human and he's made a living that he's like, I know things aren't like, well, they, they just do this. It's just like, fuck me. He wants I to feel know. like he's still in it and he's networking I know. and he can sort you out. And it's quite sweet really, isn't it? It's kind of sweet. It's kind- it, it would be sweet a- if you didn't have to go for a lunch like that. That's the really annoying bit about the other that. guy paid for the lunch, which was the, no, the kind of right. thing that made it okay. Which yeah. is, you know, that's fine. Come here, son. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I feel like, I don't know if this relates to you as well, but I love my dad in so many ways and there's a lot of stuff about him that's great, but he was a great role model for me in looking at what I shouldn't do <laughs> in loads of aspects of my life. As yeah. in like, be a nice guy, be, uh, you know, m- make friends with people. Be, that's very hard. But like some of the stuff he does, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I'm, I'm like I feel like, like the, the parent going, you shouldn't be doing this. Dad. Yeah. Is there anything that, that sticks out in your head with your dad or yeah. your, your mum's sort of taking a back seat at the moment now, but in this conversation, but um, just stuff you're like, all right, that's, that's your way of doing things, but no, I'm not going to. For sure. In, so for me, it was like, like having the job that he didn't like. I wanted to have a job I liked. Um, being a massive pisshead, I was like, I'll, I'll have a beer, but I won't drink yeah. excessive every night. Any things like that that kind of relate? Yeah, I mean, definitely the work side of things. I'm very proud of my dad for how hard he worked and how successful uh, he made himself and how dedicated he was to his job. But that's not that's not necessarily the schedule that I want all of the time. I'd like to spend... I'd, I really like saying no to stuff and being able to have time with my wife and time with my friends and time with my family um so it's that sort of that that dogged approach to work that i don't necessarily get into and that's what he's he's very good at did when you were a, a kid because uh this is a thing i only had this revelation when i was watching have you watched honey boy with um no uh shia LaBeouf? it's basically about his um it's a movie about his dad and he plays his dad in it it's great yeah. And it um, it really caught me off guard. I don't know if you're a crier in movies. Yeah, yeah, I, totally. I, I don't. Need I much don't to go. really cry in real life when I should cry, but I cry at sport right. and movies. Just yeah. like I do it all, get it all. 
at the end of that movie, um, I cried constantly for like <laughs> t- I couldn't stop crying. And Hannah was next to me, so I was like, I think I've got unresolved shit. My dad, I've never, but um, but it made me realise, like my dad, yeah, the, the work ethic thing, I think, is a is an interesting point because my dad worked really hard, but he wasn't. He'd work all day and then go for dinners at night with people. Right, and yeah. I saw him not a lot. And I know. So you said your your parents broke. Does that did that kind of was that a bit of a takeaway? Because how old were you when your parents separated? Four. Asking? I was four. Oh, so, so you were really young. Okay. Yeah, I was really young. But obviously, like, I saw my dad like ev- every weekend. So it's yeah. not like he was absent or anything. And that was. That, yeah. I mean, if anything, it probably worked out quite better than it would have been if they were together because i had every sat- i had every saturday with him like a full yeah. saturday or whatever um whereas if they were together i probably wouldn't like you say i probably wouldn't have seen him during the weekdays or in the evenings you had to go, go and wine and dine clients and stuff um yeah so it's quite nice having that having that time with him so i saw him enough for sure but i just don't want to have work on my mind all of the time mm-hmm. i i because i i don't have kids but if i did i thought i'd, I'd like to be one of those dads where other kids at school when they see when there's like a dad who's like there all the time and is really is like really attentive and you're like a bit weird <laughs> why is your dad so good <clears throat> i want to be a weird happy dad showing up to you wanna, pick me. Yeah. yeah i feel that you want to be the dad that's like just like it's the mum because even now it's weird isn't it mums come to pick their kid up or whatever and there's like one dad is the mother yeah. that show on the bbc they've got the one kind of um He's kind of a beta male dad character, but you're like, yeah, that is weird that that's still yeah. kind of not, that's not normal, uh, not normal, but you know, it's not the common thing, is it? So you, it, yeah, you like totally. to be the dad that's there. I want to be that guy, even though they do, I mean, that show's great. Uh, and they, But they really, that guy is painted as an absolute loser, like a proper win. <laughs> I know. I watched, but, the, I watched the first, I was like, that guy is like, yeah, do you want to be that guy? Because no one wants to be that guy. <laughs> but like his main character trait is he's like, like a really good dad <laughs> yeah I know he's just a really nice it's yeah. like, I know it's so funny look at this piece of shit loving yeah. his kids what a fucking loser <laughs> so I want to be that loser um, but yeah I th- but there's plenty from my dad I, I absolutely adore and um, there's plenty of his character traits where I mean even like when when he called him Matthew Crosby at the wedding my sister went over to Matthew straight afterwards and she waited for my dad to be done and she went over to Matthew and went Ed makes a lot more sense now, doesn't he? And Matthew was like, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Is your dad, like my dad is one of those dads that sounds a bit like yours, which is the, um, he's like one of those, your dad's a legend. Everyone's like, your dad is a legend. And he's such a fun, avuncular, good social thing. He's really good at that. And then I yeah. think there's a bit of me that wishes he was, he just like, that's his like happy place to do that. Cause it's right. like entertaining everyone and showing, uh, spreading love out amongst lots of people. But I do think there's a bit of me that's like underneath the surface. It's like, I wish he would just, just sort of hone that a bit more into how he, which, but, but like love could be shown in different ways. And I, you know, um, have you heard of that love language thing where people, there's different yeah. ways of showing love. Yeah. So there's like some people like people being tactile. I've talked about this in another episode. Some people, uh, there's gifts of service. My dad is a big gift of service guy. Right. So he's like, he won't, he doesn't really like a hug or an I love you, but he's a, 
uh, I could call him at 3 a.m. in Preston and I'd be like, Dad, I need to get to the airport. I'm coming to get you. I'll drive to the airport. He's like, that's his thing. It's yeah. like a doing, it's the thing. It's that life's a job. He's like, I'm yeah. doing a job. I'm doing a job. Is that a kind of, does that relate to you? Yeah, I think so. And also my, yeah, my dad's like a fantastic cook and stuff as well. So he likes nothing more than to make a massive meal for you. But I think also there's that something that I sh- very much share with him. I'm ve- I'm very similar in that I love cooking a huge meal for people coming over, but there's that sweet part of that where you are just in the kitchen most of the time. So like you do get out there and say, "Oh, hi guys, uh, yeah, everything going well?" and sit down and eat with them. But I do quite like that totally alone time cooking in the kitchen. Oh, interesting. You yeah. like the fact that you don't have to be entertaining. Definitely, everyone. and I think my dad isn't certainly not as avuncular as you've described your dad. He's uh he he's fine he can have a chat with people but sometimes sometimes if you're having a meal with him if he decides he doesn't have anything to say he will just go completely silent that's what but that's no that's 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 interesting that is exactly what my my dad in a surface level at a pub when there's drink and it's like that when it's a meal and we start talking about a subject that he's not interested in he just goes so quiet (laughs) it's so weird and i'm like like almost like a protest silence yeah come on man like we're just talking about do you catch yourself doing that because i do i do i I do 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 that mate i do Two, when I first met Hannah and when we met a, a friend of a, a hers, who's now a really good friend of ours, uh, who good enough friends with, she went, when I first met you, I thought you were so boring. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And I really, I went to meet her with Hannah and a couple of friends and their baby. And I just, um, I don't know what it is because maybe it's like, maybe, you know, our dads aren't comedians, but you're so used to when you've got a mic and people are paying attention to you in this, but certain scenarios, I suddenly go, I don't know. I feel really, I feel like I'm going to say something. I don't know what it is. It's like a, I can't even put my finger on it. It's like, I'm going to say something that's not like I can chip in with the odd little gag, but I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. interesting enough. And I feel like this, I carry this into sometimes my stand up, and I don't know if I go, I'm not, I'm not interesting. I just think I'm not an interesting person. So I just sort of shut the fuck up. Whereas some people, especially out here, they're like, and that's what it is as well. I hate people that are loud and just insanely uh, yeah. unaware and boring. So I think I'm almost too aware. And I think that's kind of a, I think that's a comedian's trait. We're, but weirdly, loads of comedians are not at all self-aware, which I found very funny. Yeah. It's like, how are you not self-aware? Like, you know, when they're just like, you know, in a green room and they're talking about VAT or something. And I'm like, all right, mate, come on, let's, I'm not naming names, but maybe you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, that, that's interesting. So you, you do the same. You guys just, you like, you kind of yeah. shut down a little shut bit. Shut down. And I think it probably comes across as quite rude or that I'm not interested at all. I mean, I suppose that is why I'm doing it. But, um, but yeah, I think it's also that thing of like, I've got nothing to add. So, or you just like, I just powered, I just power down. I do that yeah. quite a lot, especially even with new people or people I don't know as well. Um, whereas, yes, some people are amazingly gregarious in, in that sort of situation. But I think, do you I think that's a com- you- sorry, keep going. No, go for it. Go for it. No, I was going to say, I wonder if that's a, you just made me realize, is that like a comedian's thing where I've got, I feel like certain people within five seconds, I'm immediately like, oh, I love this person. And yeah. I'm like that. And I straight away, they just say like, a, they even just the most, they give you a bit of banter straight away. And maybe it's because we're so used to hanging out with comedians who are actually like, you know, you get the odd, odd one but most of them are just like really nice and fun and you have funny yeah. conversations so when you're chatting to someone and they're kind of just it's sort of just idle chit chat i think my brain must subconsciously go oh this is like I could be having way, i've had way yeah. better conversations it's almost like watching a bad 
gig. It's like yeah. I've seen way better. I've seen way God, better. God, we're awful. We're such awful people, Chris. <laughs> oh, but it's. Is that awful? Someone said what, to me... What, treat your um, conversation with a new person as if it's a gig? No, and if they don't... but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like the gong... I gong show yeah, them in my yeah. mind. I like hold the red card up. <laughs> Come on, mate. Get off stage. No, my um, my mate is a, my mate is a comedian. Darren said um, he went away with his uh, other half and her friends to like a cottage a few couple of years ago. And I go, how was it? He goes, he's like... Uh, it's kind of weird. He goes, I, I forget, like, as a comedian, you're used to hanging out with funny people. And he goes, none of these people are funny. So, like, so there's, like, yeah. everything I said, they were just, like, losing their minds. Like, he goes, like, it was just, like, but no one... <laughs> and you're, like, that's... It's, it wasn't like he was trying to be mean. It was just, like, that's a kind of... We're used to surrounding yeah. ourselves with people that make us chuckle and stuff. So I just think that's... I don't, does that make us bad people? No, I don't think so. I think, I think, I, I think it's just regularity, isn't it? The fact that we're always surrounded by funny people. But then there's also that thing of like, there are loads of really nice people who aren't funny at all, but you like always associate being funny with having a good personality. If you see what I mean, whereas I'm sure there's people technically with lovely personalities who just don't have much to offer in the humor stakes. Yeah. Um, No, 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 you're right. No, 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 but that's different. I think you can tell when someone's like lovely and, and when, when people are, people aren't making an effort in a conversation. I mean, you must have, how many guests have you had on your, uh, on uh, off the menu? We've done 118 episodes. You must, you must have had a couple of guests, even in that, who, are, who you're just like, this is this is hard work, right? No? Only a couple, though, I'd say. Because yeah. I think because <laughs> there's there's a structure to it and there's like, you know, they've got to pick their dream menu and you've got to do the, the yeah. sort of prep in advance. Because we do have that, it's on tram lines. If we want to just take it on to the next bit, we can. But normally we dig in and find something. Um, or it just goes, it goes completely off the rails. I said this about um, when I was single and I was dating. Um, even if the person was really boring, I could still have a good time because I was just excited to talk to a new, <laughs> just at someone. I could yeah. kind of, I could, I could like fake it for like an hour or two. And yeah, yeah, get away. yeah. So if you have a good structure, you can kind of bring out anything from anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, back to parents before we wrap this up then. Uh, I, I find this interesting. <laughs> I don't know why this is kind of, I talked about emotions earlier, but I, um, with parents, uh, mine, we never spoke about intimate. I'd never be talking about really girls or sex and stuff like that. Could you talk about that sort of stuff? Or did you, I, I had friends when I was younger growing up and I was like, Oh, their parents are so cool. They can, they can talk to them about anything. Did you kind of with yours, I guess you, yeah. Could you talk to them about that? Or did you have, parents that you saw do that and were envious of like I, I, there was other my mate's parents were very loving to him and I'd come and the mum was so loving to me and I remember being like I think it's just natural I, was like, I wish my family was like yeah. that to me but they're not well what do you mean talk to them about specifically well, sort of, of stuff to do with girls yeah two, so yeah, I mean the, the girls question One I can is, answer quickly in yeah. that I managed to get around all of that by simply not having any interaction uh, nice. sexually with women for a long time in my life. So I didn't need to talk foolproof. to my parents about it. It's an absolutely foolproof system. The best way to avoid awkward conversations is to not involve yourself in any of those things whatsoever. Um, so that was easy. Because um, I grew up with my mum, my mum... My mum's very like affectionate and very loving and very caring. Your mum sounds like, so nice, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's she's so great. Um, so that was never, but also like not in a over over a bearing way. Like mm-hmm. she was like she was there if I needed her to. She you know. smashed, but she smashed being a mum. Yeah, she's totally. Like, 
100%. She's like, you've, <clears throat> you've got not a bad word to say about your mum, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. lovely. No, absolutely. Yeah, like, because you, you, you go over to, like, mates' houses and stuff, and there's mates whose, you know, parents are never there. You know, they had a couple of mates like that where you'd never see their parents. They just, like, leave dinner in the fridge or whatever, and you're basically this it's these kids looking after themselves. Um, but then you've got mates who like mums are just like coming up and like hugging them and giving them a kiss in front of their friends and stuff. And you can just see hatred in their child's eyes as they do it. Um, and and your think, mum gave you the perfect balance in between. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, How yeah. are you so good at comedy with such a well-balanced <laughs> mum? <mama? laughs> because of my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's taken up ninety percent of the conversation. Yeah, but because I'm quite affect because I, I'm quite affectionate because my mum is quite affectionate. I'm quite tactile. I guess that's probably one of my. Uh, what, is it love language? Is that is that the way you talk about it? Yeah. Um, Can you tell I live in LA now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very tactile, and my favourite way of being tactile is to people who aren't necessarily tactile themselves uh so my dad wouldn't come over and offer a hug or just walk up to me if i'm doing something and like give me a cuddle but quite often if he's cooking or something or he's doing something around the house i will just go up to him and like just grab onto him and like give his head a little rub and stuff <laughs> and he doesn't mind but he's but I will just be like, oh, hi, Dad, like constantly touching him and saying hello. So I think oh, that's very sweet. it's a nice clash between the fact that I was raised by my mum and uh, spend a lot of time with my dad. Yeah. As he started, as his, his, do you think his walls have come down a little bit over time? I've, I've, as you know, I think that's a natural thing when people get a bit older and you, you're growing up, they can, they kind of loosen up that, or is he just still kind of like... Yeah, uh, I, th- I don't really like it. No, I think I think they definitely have. And he doesn't, I don't think he's ever been like, cold or like completely against it but he would just never initiate anything like that but yeah, i remember as a kid british awkward yeah, man yeah yeah exactly i remember as a kid like always being the one to go and grab him and give him a hug or whatever and say i love you and things and that's fine i think he's like well yes thank you <laughs> <laughs> i accept that yeah I- <laughs> that's an acceptable thing to say yeah to exactly yeah He's a good egg. That, he's a good egg. That's, you know. He's a good egg. He's a good egg. Yeah, so I mean, when, you know, it's like I, kind of the tagline for this is talk about our parents so we can blame them for everything. But ultimately, <laughs> our lives are pretty good. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah. There's things that we can easily blame them for loads of things and things they could have done different, but they, they made you who you are and you're a good egg yourself. So oh, you can't you. hate on them too that's much. All, that's all I hope for. Um, my, uh, I just didn't tell you this quickly about my dad. Um, Please. When I got into comedy, uh, he was very excited when I got my first gig on TV doing stand up on Russell Howard's good news. So, okay then. So when you got, when he told, got told I'm doing this gig, did you call him? And then he was excited. Yeah. So well, I was still always tell my way. parents everything and my mum cannot, sorry to cut into what you were saying, but no, oh, it's just that my mum cannot, because she's Irish Catholic, cannot effusively, she always has to say a thing. Like she goes, oh, all right. That, okay. Like, it's just, there's always that. Like I think I said before on another one, I, I got in some national commercial, like, and, you know, commercials are commercials, but they pay very well here and it's yeah. just moving to America. And, and then she what, sent it to her. She went, whose idea was it to wear a hat? <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh, mum I'm never gonna win um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah so you you called him when you got that yeah I called him when I got that and he was like oh okay that's good that sort of legitimizes stuff a bit I think doing stuff on mm-hmm. TV um, and then I went and did the gig and I had a story about him in it which I warned him about um, and uh, for some reason when we filmed it and I had no idea why I did this because I'd never done this live 
I said his full name and job down the down the barrel. <laughs> his full name. His full name and job. Like down the barrel too, as if I was delivering the routine to him. I said his name oh, no, I actually said his name his name is Andrew Gamble, he's a lawyer. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and he went into work the week you, after, like, like like human LinkedIn for him. Yeah, exactly. And he he was like quite important at the time, I think. And he went he went into work the the week after, and like he went into like do a meeting or whatever. Walked into the conference room, and they had it up on the big screen, like they were watching it on the big screen. <laughs> That's um, excellent. How did he take it? Would he didn't mind? Uh, he whenever he recounts that, which he does on a regular basis. Um, he does it with good humour, but you can see in his eyes he's not. I mean, he's not he's happy about it. He wasn't happy. But that it, it wasn't. I, I think I remember that. Wasn't it him ordering food with a weird name? Or is that different? Yeah, I'm thinking of? yeah, it was. It was the Danish boog, which I resurrected for my special. But um, yeah, and annoyingly, it sort of be, it sort of became a bit of a signature routine. It's one that people mention a lot. So um, I think that's, <laughs> that's partly why he's a bit annoyed. Um, <laughs> but he's no, he's very. He, I think he's fine with my career now, really, because occasionally I get jobs where I'm like first person i'm gonna call about that is dad that he'll understand so i'm a judge on you can a, tell him the financial uh rewards you're getting from it which yeah it's that and about. then it's just if it's something he's heard of or watched so yeah i'm a judge on a food show that he likes and i got i know job. i saw that that's so good mate Congrats. yeah no, I'm, I'm very happy about it but he was even happier i think because he watches that he loves that show so he talks to me about that all the time now because we oh, all we only we lovely. speak about food a lot so me, my dad and my brother are in a WhatsApp group called the Barbecue Boys, um, where all we do is talk about <laughs> grilling meat. <laughs> That's phenomenal. That's amazing. And what is it? Is it one? Is it kind of a strict group where if it gets a little bit off, if anyone's like, "Well, I actually, uh, so, you know, no, let's keep it specifically to meat. I don't care about your, your new. Po- I don't care if you had a new podcast, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> what, well, what we are all we are all gamble men, and we are good at sticking to topic. Uh, so there is no absolutely no chat about anything else apart from picture, <laughs> pictures of steaks uh, or pictures of fires. That's basically it. And then we talk about how we've cooked the meat. And that's it. That is, that's fantastically yeah. alpha. That's amazing. <laughs> what, does your, what does your brother do uh, uh, if you don't? You don't so my brother's, at, my brother's at college. Uh, he's just started oh, college. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my sister's a lawyer. So um, yes, there, I got another couple of good eggs. Do you... The Barbecue Boys. That's just a great, that's just a fucking great name for a band more than anything else. <laughs> the Barbecue. So he, oh, that's so good. That must be, that must be, did you feel extra special when you got the gig? Because you knew dad's going to like love Oh yeah, that, that was my so. first thought. And I knew my mum would be on board with that one as well. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's quite, he's quite excited about that happening. Yeah. I've, have you been, that's a weird thing I've never thought of. So you said it, I've, I don't know anyone who's been a judge on a cooking show. Mm. You have to, do you have to like practice bits? Like, do you have to, do you have to like, because if I eat something, like, that's really nice. I, I can't be like, I watched like, you know, Greg Wallace and he's fucking, that's like putting a, it's like putting a rainbow in your eye. And then you're like, oh, that's, yeah. Are you, are you like, I'm going to have to come up with little bits or are you just going to, no. you're good off the cuff. Yeah. I think also because it's, because the other judges are like professional food people. I'm definitely there for light relief and to basically go, that's delicious and take the piss out of them, I think a little bit as well. So I, I feel fairly relaxed about what I, I, I certainly am not going to scribble down like, Ooh, the basil dances on the tongue or anything like that. I think, no. I think I'm just, if anything like that occurs to me, I'm going to go, that's it. The basil dances on the tongue is great. 
yeah, it's right up on Dan, obviously, and say, <laughs> and then I'll say that you. Would, I'll, take, I'll take a little. I'll be like back of the room. Actually, yes, my, I was there for that riff. Um, one thing I only just thought of as well. Um, I don't like eating in front of people who aren't eating. Like that's a that's a, you're just putting yourself right out there. People are going to see your mouth chewing on yeah. screen. Yeah, chewing away. Yeah, doesn't I worry. No, slop, slop, slop. I don't mind. I didn't give a shit. A little, like a pig in shit. It's going to be rolling around. I don't care. Um, mate, uh, this has been so lovely. Before we go, though, um, two little uh, last questions uh, or to ask. If your parents are listening, they, won't, they don't not. have to listen to a they, podcast. They, they don't know how. What would you say to them if they could listen right now? Uh, thank you. And also, and also, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for what? I don't know. Lovely about it. Sorry, I'm sure there's plenty of things to be sorry for. Um, No, thank, thank you very much. (laughs) That's the most British fucking thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Thank you and sorry. It's good to (laughs) apologise in advance or for anything. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I have to apologise for something. So sorry for that. I know. No, I appreciate that. I need. This is what I miss. Fucking chatting to British people. (laughs) It's too much. I'm not sorry, and I'm yeah. going to be loud about it out here. Yeah. <laughs> Always apologise and be self-deprecating. Um, and then, so my dad, like I said, he can give me a lift to the airport, but I still, I just want him to, like, not be weirded. I mean, it doesn't help that I'm kind of telling him, saying, I love you, because I, I, say, I say I love you to him, and I just want him to say it back, and he just doesn't, he can't. Have yeah. you got anything you could say to John Martin to help him just say I love you? Just try, just try it once. Realize the world's not going to implode, and then next thing you know, you'll be you'll be saying, "Try once a week. Start with once. Realize that nothing nothing bad's going to happen. Schedule it in. Maybe the Wednesday after. Put it in the diary. I love you. Keep doing it, and then it'll just become natural. Next thing you know, you're doing it four times a week. <laughs> it's like you're trying. It's like a fitness instructor. Yeah. yeah. Just, just... <laughs> Once a week, just go to the gym, just do a few reps. Just start by getting out of your chair. (laughs) Start just a gentle walking, walking with very small weights. And then soon you'll be fucking Mr. Universe. Um, He basically needs to do the couch to 5K of I love you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, I mean, we'll try it. I'm going to play him this audio and I'll get his reaction and people can listen to it afterwards. Um, Ed Gamble, you've been a delight. Uh, Your mum sounds like... Just the just like dream mum, I got I just top mum. I mean, I love my mum, but I just you know when you hear something, <laughs> I'm jealous of your mum. Um, and your dad sounds like a good egg as well. Um, can you you do you do lots of stuff? Do you want to just quickly give? I've mentioned off the menu, which is a brilliant podcast. It's just off. It's just Take off menu, Chris. There's no the. <laughs> um, oh God! You will be happy to hear you are not the first. I feel like a dad. I feel that. like a dad. Yeah, I've been that's calling exactly it off the, the, I literally. I've been calling exactly it off the menu. What dads would do? Um, <laughs> oh man, I've become my dad, which is a terrifying. <laughs> well, also, he calls an avocado an avocado. <laughs> understand why? I've off the menu. I hate myself. We um we had Jamie Oliver on a couple of weeks ago, and he posted it on his Instagram uh, story with a, the logo of the podcast, and then above he wrote, "Such a great time uh, on off the menu with these boys." Even though it was above the logo, which says off menu, but you know, isn't he dyslexic though? Oh no, maybe yes. Also a dad. <laughs> he's also a dad, so it's double. <laughs> he's already, he's got. He can't catch a break. This guy. He's both the days. Um, um, so I do that uh, podcast about food with James Acaster, uh, and then I do a radio show with Matthew Crosby. Even though radio is dying, but that's also a, uh, a podcast. Uh, I do a podcast about Taskmaster, the television show Taskmaster. 
um, called the Taskmaster Podcast. Um, and then also I'm just gigging all over the place there on tour go. next Look year. On it. Where's your web- yeah. What's your website, mate? Edgamble.co.uk, on tour in the UK, February 2022. Oh, go watch Ed. He's one of the good guys. He basically needs to do the couch to 5K of I Love You. Gosh, it sounds like it's a sex instruction course. What do you mean? <laughs> what the f- what does that mean? Sounds, what's a, what's a like sex it, instruction course? You mean on the sex instruction course? Is that a thing? Well, that was what he was suggesting, and then he thought if I got good at it, I could I could go three times a week. <laughs> what, here's what I'm trying to break down, and I don't want to know too many details about you and Mum's sex life. But are no, you I saying? But what is you think that doing something once a week and then doing it three times? Do you think that's how people have sex? They do it once a week and build up three times a week? Yeah, he seemed to be sort of encouraging that. I don't think it works like that. Though. Why does it sound like a sex instruction? course? Course, well, it just did. It sounded like he was he was running a biology class at an English public school. Your sex education teacher told you to have sex once a week. Is that what you're telling me? No, I don't think so. No, he was there was a yeah. He was called Colonel Barnley. He was um. Shout out Colonel Barnley if you're listening. Oh, he's dead. All right. <laughs> R.I.P. Colonel Barnley. <laughs> He'd been in West Africa killing tetsy flies. Maybe they they had sex. Three times a week. I don't know. Maybe that was part of his research. I have no idea. Okay. So we've gone from Ed Gamble saying, just start saying I love you once a week, to your old biology teacher killing flies in Africa. Yeah, tetsy flies, they're quite bad. You you don't want them in the, All right. in the tropics. They kill off lots of people and they're very bad. Good. That's another classic John Martin deflection. We're on to flies. All right, Dad, based on your, your reaction to that sounding like sex advice, you're probably not going to say I love you right now, are you? Um, I'll have to give a bit of thought because it's, it's introduced another sort of dimension into the whole package. Well, let's just come back next week. We're going to come back next week. Say, say see you next week. See you next week. Yeah, I love you, Dad. Keep safe. Keep safe. I love you. Everyone says keep safe. Yeah, yeah they do. I know. All right. We Cheers. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.